BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Charles drives and dumps. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Tonight, the BYU Cougars begin the regular season as they host the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. The Cougars wrapped up exhibition play just three nights ago, beating Colorado College 95-35. to BYU went a perfect 3-0 in exhibition with wins also over the New Mexico Lobos on the road and then home against Westminster. But as they say, now it counts. The Cougars have a different look, both personnel-wise and from a scheme perspective. There's a rededication to the defensive aspect of the game. This has the possibility of being a pretty fun year, especially if this new BYU identity pays off. Now, one thing that was made official yesterday is that the Cougars will be without guard Nick Emery. Head coach Dave Rose announced that Emery has decided to withdraw from school and will not play this season. Emery was quoted in the press release yesterday saying, I have decided to withdraw from BYU today. Unfortunately, I am mentally not where I need to be in order to perform in basketball and in school this year. As it has been made known, I went through a divorce this year, and it has been really difficult for me. I have confidence that I will come back stronger and better. I have every intention on coming back to BYU and representing Cougar Nation on the basketball floor. I thank everyone for their love and support, especially my teammates, coaches, and the BYU administration that have been an incredible support system. Go Cougars. Obviously, we wish nothing but the best for Nick Emery as he deals with uh, some things that are far beyond uh, what happens on the basketball court. Tonight's opponent, Mississippi Valley State, located in Itabina, Mississippi, as if I needed to tell you that. The Delta Devils play in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, or the SWAC. The interesting thing about this team is they will play their first 13 games of the year all on the road. In fact, they're actually in the state of Utah to play three teams. Obviously, BYU tonight, but then they'll face the University of Utah and then Utah State. Imagine playing your very first 13 games away from home on the road. That has got to be difficult. The Cougars made one coaching hire this offseason, bringing back Heath Schroyer as associate head coach. Tim Lacombe and Quincy Lewis returned to the bench. And speaking of Tim Lacombe, I talked with him yesterday about the team and getting ready for the season. And just a heads up, this interview was done before the Emory News, so that's why it isn't mentioned in our conversation. Take a listen. Now that exhibition play is officially over, you guys are getting ready for the regular season. Take me back to the three exhibition games, not just how they went for you, but what did you learn about this team through those three exhibition games? Well, I think that uh, I think one of the things that has been real positive for this group is you know the NCAA allowing us to play uh, another Division One opponent uh, in the preseason. I think this time every year you play two exhibition games; they have to be non-Division One teams. Um, in the past, we've tried to schedule higher-level Division Two or, you know, competitive Division Two teams. Um, but even that, even with that, you kind of wonder what you actually have. The the trip and the game at New Mexico, and being in a environment where we actually got to travel with our guys, put them in a hotel, go through a scouting report and prep, uh, go to an arena with 
you know, seven, eight thousand fans that didn't want you to win. Um, and, and Snake. And Snake. And he counts for maybe a hundred himself. Um, but just that experience uh, is so that's that's the one piece of this that's been different this uh, preseason, this exhibition season. I think it's gone really well. Um, that was a great experience to go there and travel and prep and then go have success uh, against a team that uh, is a Division One team. I think the one thing I will say, I, I believe we've uh, we've really kind of developed a, a good vibe amongst the, the guys. I think there's a ton of trust. Um, I think that the guys really understand their roles and understand our system. Um, we've done a good job of integrating you know, offensive scheme, defensive scheme over time that we've had them, you know, from the time we started in the summer to, to now. And so uh, overall, I, I'm really excited about it. Obviously, the, 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 the hard times come now where you start playing games every couple of days against teams that, uh, you know, are, are Division One level and, and are prepped and good as well. But I, I think in terms of laying the groundwork, I think we've done a great job. Your exhibition games, you do those to work on things to prepare you for the regular season. Then your non-conference prepares you for conference. So what were those things in the exhibition game that you guys were trying to work on in preparation for the start of the regular season? What we've tried to do, we've, tried, we've basically implemented new offensive identity and a new defensive identity. And so leading up to the actual games, those were the things that we, we really worked on was kind of putting in uh, these new schemes. Uh, the exhibition season then is to try to see where the guys are in relation to uh, you know the schemes and their progress in the schemes. Every single exhibition game we've played has been vastly different. We played New Mexico. It was a you know pressed you for for, uh, for for forty minutes full court. Old Westminster, which tried to really kind of grind out possessions and make you guard you know twenty five seconds of the shot clock before they shot it. Uh, and then Colorado College, who ran a lot of action, uh, similar to the action we'll probably see in our league against Princeton. So I think the thing that we've actually kind of noticed is that, that the guys have a real familiarity with how we're doing things. We've, we've had those films. The films are priceless in terms of prep. So uh, in ter- I, th- I think the exhibition's given us a, a very different look uh, style-wise of other teams and how we're going to prepare for them. So that carries over now to, to starting the regular season. I think it's probably safe to say that most fans know quite a bit about about the starters, obviously about Yoli and, you know, and, and TJ, guys like that. But there are a lot of new faces, whether it's guys coming back from missions, a couple of guys coming in and Jashir and Kajan. What can you tell fans about some of the new faces they'll see? It's interesting because I think two two of the new faces are actually old faces, but but they're they they're playing like they're new faces. I think Dalton Nixon has found a a, a real place on this team. Uh, we actually recruited Dalton kind of in the same mold at the time. We recruited him to be kind of a stretch four, almost like a Jonathan Tavanari type guy who he was a terrific scorer in high school, a great catch and shoot guy. And his mission, he really worked on his body. I mean, he came home with seven percent body fat. Which is amazing, and um, and he hit the ground running when he got here, and then I think as I talked about, we changed some schemes, and I think his his place on this team is actually be, he's kind of a blender, kind of a role guy, kind of a physical presence, like, totally different than what we thought he'd be in terms of the recruitment, and way different than his first year. Um, same with Luke Worthington. Um, Luke came and played for two years, and then went on a mission, and I think the mission in terms of maturity. 
Luke's just approach to not only the game but to life. He's a little more serious uh, about getting better, and he's worked on his body a ton. I think those are two guys that are new faces for this year that weren't here last year, but they're guys that have been in the program, but I think they're completely different guys. You mentioned Jashir. Uh, Jashir's a guy who started his, his career at, uh, at Fordham and redshirted his first year, then transferred to Chipola Junior College. We were made aware of him you know, in the junior college ranks. He was a, a first-team all-league performer in his junior college. And he brings something that uh, we haven't had here in a little while. He's, he's a, a little quick guy who's uh, a great on-ball defender. Um, he's got a real maturity to hit, hit him. He's lived, you know, away from home for a few years. He's been in a couple different programs. Um, and the game at New Mexico, I don't know if we win that game in the past, but he was a guy who actually we – were able to throw the ball to. He handled pressure, didn't turn it over against really severe pressure. Uh, and and so he's a guy who I think has really found a niche in what we're going to try to do as well. The other guys, uh, Kajan, Ryland Bergeson, they're new and they're, they're trying to figure out exactly where they fit. But I, I will say this about the group as a whole. I think we've had, in the 10 years I've been here, we probably had some of the best practices and blocks that we've had. I think every single guy is engaged. I think every guy, single guy understands that the way they're going to help this team is to make the right play and play as hard as they can. There's a real accountability to that. So uh, I do believe there's a bunch of new faces uh, that will help us, um, and they'll join forces with a bunch of guys that have been here and been through a lot. Uh, and I like the makeup of the team. <laughs> Mississippi Valley State. And, and I understand that there's reasons for why they're doing it, but all, all 13 games are away from home, so it's, it starts for them against you. What, uh, what have you seen from the Delta Devils? So we have had, we've got two exhibition films. They've played two exhibition games, one both, um, against non-D1s. They are, of their 17 guys that they list on their roster, they have two returners from last year. Uh, so it's an entirely different team. They're a pretty high up-tempo team they want to shoot it quick really good ball pressure they'll they'll press you full court at times it's stylistically way different than what we just played in colorado college and westminster more along the lines in new mexico we we don't have a lot of film on them other than those two games but i think we have a a pretty good feel for what they want to do and and i think that our guys will be prepared to play coach great stuff appreciate the time and uh, good luck thank you so much all right, that was assistant coach Tim Lacombe joining me here on Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to head to the Marriott Center for our courtside conversation with the modern-day superhero, Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We're counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 66, Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. The regular season begins tonight for the BYU Cougars. They're at home at the Marriott Center hosting the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. The Marriott Center is where we will go now. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. How are things over at the Marriott Center? 
It's it's happening here. It's an exciting environment here at the Merritt Center. Jason, people are just excited about this game, and I'm excited to be talking to you. Well, thank you very much. I'm always excited to talk to you. <laughs> One thing that I, I did want to talk to you about, we found out yesterday officially, uh, Nick Emery will not play this year. He's withdrawing from school, and certainly we wish Nick nothing but the best and look forward to having him back whenever he's ready. Uh, but from an on-the-court perspective, what impact does not having him on this team this year have on the on the team, again, from an on-the-court perspective? Well, if you'd have told me, uh, Jason, that Eric Mika and Nick Emery weren't going to be on the team this year, that would have significantly lowered my expectations for the team. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm not too broken up about it. I, I mean, a guy can make a big difference. I know you like the Jazz a lot. I went to the Jazz game last night, and mm-hmm. I tried to convince myself, Jason, that the Jazz were going to be okay without Gordon Hayward, that it wasn't that big of a deal. And I They're watched not. that game that second half last They're night. They're so not, Mark. <laughs> it, it, it is a huge, huge, huge deal for the Jazz, and they're really suffering. And So the question is then, is, is that going to be the case for uh, for BYU without uh, Nick and Eric Mika? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think you've got enough younger guys in, and Yoli has really emerged as an, a, a powerful inside guy, and uh, – You've got Celius that can be a three-point threat. Now, obviously, Nick is a real threat out there, great three-point shooter. And uh, so you're not better without <laughs> without Nick, a- absolutely not. And he gives you more weapons, more flexibility. But I-, I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't I don't think it's a Hayward-type loss. Uh, I think it's a, it's something that this team can be just fine without. And I- all I care about is, is Nick. And I-, I hope to see him on this floor again, and I, and I hope he-, he can get in the right place. And... Uh, have, and be happy and uh, be back to playing basketball because uh, that's where he's at his best. Yeah, amen. Um, teams are usually as good as their depth. What do you think about the depth of this BYU team? Well, I thought it was better before the news, uh, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's only so many guys on a team. And so if you start losing guys and Nick and uh, Braden Shaw's hurt and Andrus is out and I mean, they're okay now, but things happen, and BYU's certainly been, uh, you know, it's been rough for them injury-wise, basketball and football, the last few years. So, uh, I mean, I guess I'm comfortable with the group they've got, but what if someone else gets hurt? What if two other guys get hurt or get sick or, or what? You know, things happen, and that, that, that makes me very nervous. Do, do I think they're okay depth right now? Yes. Uh, I think... Uh, you know, as far as the score down low, I wish they had someone else besides Yoli. Uh, I, I like the way Luke and Peyton are playing, but they they can't replace Yoli. So I, even from game to game, Jason, I, you know, Yoli doesn't have to get hurt, but he, you get foul trouble, and if he's in foul trouble, then you're you're in a tough spot. So uh, I think the depth is is fine, but uh, I worry. You know, the, the smallest thing can change that very quickly, and that makes me nervous. You've mentioned Yoli Childs a couple of times, and quite frankly, we could mention Yoli Childs just about every time you and I talk here on pregame. He's, he's that good, and, and I think we have uh, such high hopes for what he can do. Uh, I think most expect him to lead this team in scoring. I know I do. Um, besides putting the ball in the hoop, where else do you expect Yoli to make the biggest impact? Well, he's one of the best rebounders I've ever seen. Um, you know, I go down my list of guys over the years that I've seen, and I go back to Steve Trumbo, who's amazing, and Brett Applegate, and uh, you know, had some really good rebounders over the over the years here at BYU. And, and Yoli may be the best. I mean, I think by the time if he's to stay all four years, 
you probably have the, the highest number of rebounds. You set freshman records last year, and yeah, it's it's interesting because he's not a big guy. I mean, he's obviously big, but <laughs> again, watching the Jazz, he's he's not big when compared to those kind of guys. <laughs> and but he's he's got great timing, a great jumper, long arms. And I think it helps him to have guys like uh, Luke and Peyton out there who are kind of the bruiser, bowl in the china shop type of guys to clear some space. That, that allows him to use his athletic ability to get up and, and do some things. He's a great rebounder and a great shot blocker. Again, the good timing with the long arms. Uh, he's a rim protector, which y- you need to have, especially if you're trying to take away the threes like BYU is this year. When you do that, you're going to be vulnerable to penetration. And if you have Yoli back there, uh, it's going to help a lot to, to, to stop guys at the rim. Now, he's got to be careful because when you're a shot blocker and you're trying to block everything, even if even if you don't foul a guy, the motion often will get a whistle. So he's got to be a little bit careful there. But a great shot blocker, rebounder to go along with the great offensive skills he's shown. He's a complete player. That's the thing about Yoli is I think he can do everything, and that's rare for a big guy. Uh, and uh, I'm excited to see, see him shoot some threes this year and, show his whole repertoire but he, he has no weaknesses that i can see at this point exhibition season is over as they say and i mentioned a few minutes ago now it counts mississippi valley state is uh, in town first of 13 games on the road for this team good luck to them uh but <laughs> i want to ask you because mississippi valley state not a big school uh not known for a whole lot except for producing hall of fame nfl players so obviously jerry rice gets mentioned a lot do you know the other Hall of Fame player that was from Mississippi Valley State? I do not. I didn't know this either. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. When I heard this, I'm like, really? Deacon Jones. Oh. Deacon Jones went to Mississippi Valley State. That's that's old school stuff, man. That's, that's like real old school. But, like, <laughs> I mean, the two Hall of Fame. I mean, I'm talking like maybe some of the best that's ever played their position go to Mississippi Valley State. That's pretty impressive. The Delta uh, Devils, man. The Delta Devils. What are you going to do? Uh, so not necessarily a breakdown of the Delta Devils, but it's game one. You've got a team in that, that you should beat. But ultimately, besides getting the W tonight, what are you wanting to see out of BYU tonight? Uh, more of the same. Uh, but what will be good is the Mississippi Valley State will have size and athleticism. Uh, which the other exhibition guys didn't have. I mean, New Mexico would, but uh, you, you need to play against kind of the, the Division One uh, style athlete. And that'll, that'll help BYU, and, and hopefully they won't be so good that, uh, you know, they're going to really challenge BYU. You kind of want to ease into it, but you got, you got to get ready to go. I mean, you go on the road across the country at Princeton. Princeton's a solid basketball team. Uh, you, you need to have... You need to be challenged a little bit. So I hope BYU gets challenged, but then uh, doesn't get too challenged, if you know what I mean. But just to experience the speed and athleticism that you're going to see every night so it doesn't take you off guard, especially when you're on the road. You, if you get thrown in a situation you're on the road and you're playing against guys that are better than you've ever played against, uh, at least <laughs> as far as this year goes, it, it can it can kind of get knock you off your feet a little bit. So. Hopefully this gets BYU ready for future games. Not, not you know, obviously you're not taking them for granted, but you know, it's a tough road for them. Uh, maybe you'd like to play either 11th or 12th or 13th road game against them rather than their first when they're fresh. But uh, I think this will be a good challenge as far as the size and athleticism that uh, the Delta Devils will bring. 
Mark, I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you on a high note, give you something to smile about. Just beginning the fourth quarter at Rice-Eccles Stadium, the Cougars leading the Utes 26-10. That would be Washington State. But uh, Washington okay. State up by 16 at the at Utah. So I just thought I'd leave you with that and give you a smile. <laughs> it doesn't hurt my feelings, brother. I, I tell you, I'm, I'm not upset about that. And here's hoping BYU finishes with a better record than the Utes. That would be, be kind of funny. Yeah. That was a fun, it was a fun win last night. Great stuff, and we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. All right, brother, thanks. You bet. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops and maybe check in on college football as well. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Tonight, BYU at home hosting the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. Let's check some other scores going on. Actually, before we get to other college basketball scores, let's let you know what happened today with BYU Women's Volleyball. Ninth ranked in the country. They continue to roll. They won in three sets on Thursday night at Gonzaga. They did the exact same thing at Portland this afternoon. BYU with a 3 nothing win over the Portland Pilots. They won set one 25-13, 25-20 in set two, and then 25-20 in set three. Ronnie Jones-Perry, 14 kills, eight digs, four blocks, hitting 343. She was fantastic. McKenna Miller with 13 kills. She hit 417. And uh, the uh, the BYU Cougars continue to roll. They are back home for three matches before ending the regular season. All right. Top 25 men's basketball games. Look at UVU. Not only did they play Kentucky last night, they ended up losing by 10. The very next night, taking on the Duke Blue Devils, number one team in the country. As you would expect, though, Duke leading this game. It is 71-49, Duke leading UVU with 12 and a half minutes to go in the second half. Uh, also underway, number 22, St. Mary's hosting St. Francis and the Gales up 25-18. One final from earlier today, number 14, Notre Dame winning at DePaul, 72 258. All right, that's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to send you next door to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah, as tonight... The BYU Cougars open the 2017-18 regular season by hosting the Delta Devils of Mississippi Valley State. I'm Greg Grubel, sitting courtside with former Cougar Mark Durant. And Mark, in terms of a matchup, tonight's is not expected to be among the most uh, compelling of the opening weekend of college hoops. Uh, MVSU is ranked 351st among 351 teams in Ken Pomeroy's preseason ratings. But the intrigue tonight comes not from the opponent, but how Dave Rose starts to coach this team. Lineup combinations, no Nick Emery, who are your go-to guys, defensive presence, all these kinds of things are among the things we're watching for tonight. 
All those things are very interesting, Greg, but I'd rather talk about something else if I could. I'd like to tell you about <laughs> the last 24 hours that I've had. So I go to the Jazz game. And even though they lost, I'm like on the fifth row. It's a great night. Have a great time. It was a wonderful night. And then I go home. I watched the football game. Played great. Loved it. So fun. I, just, I mean, it was about as fun a game as I've seen in a long time. So great to see those guys play well. I sleep in. My wife makes me a breakfast sandwich when I wake up. Then I go play golf. You, so you have a tea time, clearly. At Talents yeah. Cove. Yeah. Beautiful course. Unbelievable day. Shoot one of the best rounds of my life. Now I'm here with you watching BYU basketball. I mean, what a 24 hours. And it's just been, uh, and the only thing that could possibly taint that or ruin that for me would be if BYU lost. Now, they're not going to lose. It's going to be another exhibition-type game, but they're better. They're more athletic. They're taller. It's going to be more of a challenge. Hopefully getting BYU ready for some tougher games next week is going to be tough across the country against uh, Princeton. So uh, I I hope to continue to see the good things happening that I'm seeing. That's all I want to see. No injuries. Good things happening. Get a little bit better and get ready to go for some tougher games next week. Ferris Bueller's day off has nothing on Mark Durant. (laughs) I mean, come on. That's that's the life of Riley there. Coming up next, my pregame chat with BYU head coach Dave Rose. As the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coach show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. LJ to TJ for three. The lead! TJ Haas! For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All right, so back inside the Marriott Center tonight at the Cougars of BYU welcoming in the Delta Devils of Mississippi Valley State. The Devils playing their first of 13 consecutive away games to open the 2017-18 season last year. MVSU had 14 straight away games at the start of the season. They went... 0-14 in those games. After tonight, uh, the visitors will stay in Utah playing the Utes in Salt Lake City Monday and the Aggies up in Logan next Wednesday. The big news coming into tonight's game, uh, the news coming out yesterday that uh, Nick Emery will withdraw from school not play for the BYU basketball team this season. I spoke with BYU head coach Dave Rose a few moments ago about that development and how his team responds. Yeah, it's it's been a a tough week and and I I think that uh, um, you know, this it's been, um, you know, just the, the, the whole off season, basically since April, Nick's been fighting through a lot of things, and and I thought we were pretty close, uh, you know, to getting, you know, him ready to play and and, and in a position to where he was really going to, you know, help this team, and just within the last couple of weeks, you know, things have really kind of taken a turn for the worse, and. Uh, you know, when he came to me on Monday and, and, and said that he thought the best thing for him was to withdraw from school, I, I, I wasn't wasn't really sold on it at the time. And then as we talked more during the week and a lot of other things came out and the situations that he's in, that it seemed like that's uh, the best call and that's what he was really, um, you know, looking forward to and that's what he wanted to do. And so... That's kind of where we are, and I, I think it's been uh, it's been tough on the guys. Uh, I, th- I think they've supported him so well and helped him to this point, and and uh, and we'll, we'll continue to do that the best we can. But uh, Nick's got a lot of things that he's got to work through, and, and hopefully he can. But from him and a BYU basketball standpoint, it's it's not the end, right? Well, we hope, we hope not. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's hard. It, 
it's hard to look, you know, too far, <laughs> too far down the road when, you know, you're facing your first game here, and and uh, you know, you you had big plans for him. So, uh, but you know, we we've been we've been through a lot of difficult things before, and your teams kind of rise up, and we'll find a group, and and uh, these guys are playing well together, and and, and uh, you know, hopefully we can. Um, get off to a really good start here tonight. Yeah, it's about picking up and moving on. And I know you feel good about uh, the guys you're counting on most right now to to get you in a good spot. Yeah, and I, th- I think that uh, the, the you know the, the five that we started the other night, that's who we'll start again. And uh, and then I think we've got you know with with Jashir, uh and uh, and with Dalton, you know, coming off the bench. Uh, those are, you know, are probably our first guard off the bench and our first post guy off the bench, mm-hmm. and then hopefully we can build that uh, and, and it can get deeper and deeper and and uh, we can just get better and better. All right, the team you bring in uh, will play their first 13 games away from home this season, and it's kind of an annual thing for them. They they travel a lot in November and December. Yeah, we, we say this all the time, but every every program has their uh, advantages and every program has their challenges too, and and for. Uh, Mississippi Valley State that their basketball program raises a lot of money for their uh, their athletic department. So you know that that's kind of where they are. That's probably as drastic as you'll find anywhere. Uh, but uh, you know they'll, 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 they'll they play us and then they play Utah and then play Utah State mm-hmm. and uh, just have to stay on a bus and and you know are getting pretty good paydays. This team uh, literally brings back two guys uh, from last year who had stats for them, so it's an almost completely different team. They play two exhibition games, and the two exhibition games we've been able to watch on film, and and uh, they, you know, they they've got some real talent. Uh, and I think instead of the system with this group, like it was the other night and the night before, I think it'll it'll be we got to guard their stuff, but then their individual players will uh, be what will be difficult for us to contain. They're, they they play really fast. Shoot the ball quick in transition, so our conversion defense has got to be really good, really be beyond point. Um, and uh, you know, we got to keep them off the foul line, off the three point line, make them take tough, you know, tough mid range shots. You played them a few years ago here, and they played you to a nine or ten point game, an eleven point game, as I recall. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was um, you know, pretty. I think we had a you know double digit lead most of the game, and then you know, coming down the stretch, they got on a hot streak and. Hit some shots and and then we you know we had a hard time finishing that game. I remember what I remember most about the game was how I felt after the game and kind of my reaction after the game to our team uh, early in the year. And uh, but hopefully we can you know we can get off to a good start here tonight. That's the hope. A good building block here. Uh, first game of the season. Your thirteenth season here at uh, at BYU, and we hope it uh, is another winning campaign. And that's kind of what you're used to doing here. We're looking forward to it. I I was talking to someone today. And they asked me about you know my thirteenth year, and I'm hoping it's kind of like uh, the Marriott hotels, you know, when you you try to get to the thirteenth floor and no one can really find it. And so hopefully we'll have a team where no one can really figure it out. Dave, thanks. We'll uh, talk to you post game. All right, thanks, Dave. All right, that's a deep thoughts with Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip off show coming up next, live from Provo, right here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Six for three, big shot. Yes. Yeah. Nick Everett. Right to the rim, up and in. 
This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the Marriott Center. Tonight to the BYU Cougars welcoming in Mississippi Valley State, the first of two SWAC schools the Cougars will host this season. Defending SWAC champs, Texas Southern will be in this building next month. The MBSU picked to finish ninth in that league. Texas Southern picked to win it. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant, your commentary tandem. Our statistician, Tanner Wilkinson. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Carter Malloy. You are listening tonight on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, including our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And you can also hear us on our network affiliates and online at byuradio.org, byucougars.com, ksl.com, and the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, as well as the KSL and the TuneIn Radio apps wherever you are tuning us in tonight. Really good to have you with us. Uh, BYU got one more exhibition game than is usual this season. Cougars traveled to Albuquerque, of course, and played and beat New Mexico before coming home to host Westminster College and then Colorado College. So BYU played a Division One, a Division Two and a Division Three in the preseason. They won all three, and for the most part, looked good in doing so. In all three games, Mark, BYU shot 50% or better from the field and didn't allow 40% shooting from any of the three opponents. So for a BYU team looking to uh, improve its offensive profile in the half court and from the arc and its defensive profile all over, the early signs, at least in the exhibition season, are pretty encouraging. Yeah, and I think a change of philosophy a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the defense and, and... You know, I think the team last year played hard, but the, the, the approach was flawed and the fundamentals were flawed. And just, for instance, uh, they weren't so worried about the threes. They they, they would panic. If a guy got on the, on the three and drove to the hoop, everybody would panic that that guy would score in the paint. And that's really not that big of a deal if he hits a shot in the paint. But they'd come off their man so much to help on that that he'd leave, leave a, a three-point shooter open. And, and teams shot a ton of threes. And they didn't shoot a great number, but they shot enough. And... And the way the college game is now, what you've got to do is, first of all, you're responsible for your man, but if you get beat, you're not going to get as much help. You're going to force him to make a tough shot, but you're going to stick on your man. That's going to limit the number of threes, and also the percentage is still going to be down. And uh, I haven't seen, you know, ten times a game last year I'd see – Guys get out of position, then they're flying at the three-point shooter, running and jumping and flying. That's a bad sign because by definition, if you're jumping at a guy to block a three, you're out of position. And you, did, you haven't really seen that at all so far in the early early going. We'll see how it goes. But much better fundamentals, much better approach, and I think how you have to play now in college basketball today. All right, coming up after the break, a conversation with Mississippi Valley State head man Andre Payne as we get you set for the Cougars 2017-18 regular season opener. We're live at the Marriott Center for Cougar Hoops on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise it up, no, the tip, no, the follow, yes, no. Let's head back live to courtside. 
right, so BYU and Mississippi Valley State tipping at 7.05 Mountain Time. BYU opening the season at home, projected to win big. The Cougars' second test of the season, promising to be more hotly contested next Wednesday at Princeton, back east. Coming from back east with the Delta Devils of MVSU, the Delta Devils known as the Traveling Wilburys of college basketball. Their meager basketball budget augmented every season by an annual road stretch that essentially lasts for all of November and December. MVSU will this season play, as we said, 13 consecutive away games before hopping on the home hardwoods. Uh, Last year, it was 14 straight road games at the start of the season. I asked the Delta Devils head coach, Andre Payne, in his locker room a short time ago if uh, doing it every year eventually makes this yearly road odyssey easier to handle. Well, for me, you know, I'm kind of getting used to it. Uh, But for a team with 11 new players, uh, is, is, is definitely something different for them. Um, you know, we've been talking about it since August. Guys, You, we're trying to get you mentally and physically prepared for what we have to endure at the beginning of the year. And so now they're, they, they're going to live it. Because you know what's coming. Most of these guys don't. Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, you know uh, fans or people back home think that, oh, they get to travel and <laughs> see the United States. And But I'm like, you all don't realize, you know, you're in and out of airport, hotel, sleeping for a while, getting up practicing. It almost, I guess you would say it feel like a little like an NBA or maybe. <laughs> it definitely is trying. Uh, what we what we do is is try to – this is the point in time of trying to test how mentally strong our guys are. If they can can get through this, then we know anything thrown through us, to us in, in a conference time, we can handle it. Because, uh, you know, when you're playing these many, these many games on the road, and sometimes you take some heck of a losses. You know, guys can kind of start pointing the finger at each other where you got to be able to be able to stop pointing the fingers and be able to lock hands and say we still one unit we still the same we still one team gotcha of the 17 guys who had stats on last year's team i think just two are back and you mentioned three guys returned uh that's a lot of turnover yes it is uh we actually uh had eight guys to graduate and uh, a couple guys that we did not uh, resign who decided to leave and go maybe Division Two, mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of guys that we lost. You know, wasn't expecting a few of them, but hey, it happens. Um, but we feel great about the guys we recruited. I mean, we got some really good, good high school kids, but then we got several junior college kids that, you know, they've, they've done some things on the junior college level that they can be proud of, but now they got to transition into the Division One level. Gotcha. Uh, what, do you, what do you like out of your two exhibitions wins and who are you hoping to carry you uh, this season and especially here on this opening road swing? Well, um, out of my exhibition, uh, there was Jamal Watson. I think that first game he has uh, 17 rebounds. 16 uh, points. Yeah, that, yeah. that was that was huge for him. I, although it was against an NAIA school, but to just see him uh, from last year, there was no way last year he'd have got 17 rebounds. So to see him coming in with that mentality, uh, I was very proud of that. You're talking about uh, Dante Scott, who comes in, who uh, he had finished first year at Memphis and then went to junior college. And then you have Jordan Evans, who's a, a junior college transfer, can score with the best of them. I mean, you take you tell, if he was two or three inches tall, he probably wouldn't be here. probably be the mid to high major. So, you know, those two guys there really. You got uh, Jamal Davis, who's a kid that set out a year but really did a great job at his junior college where he came from. And so you throw in a good mix of junior college guys that gives you the experience. Mm-hmm. And then we got a kid, Caleb Allison, a uh, big freshman, um, along with um, 
Jeffrey Lewis, mm-hmm. who's also a freshman. I mean, uh, I think we can make some things happen. Now it's going to be about seeing can these guys jail and bun. Okay. You've done the BYU thing before. Uh, a couple of the guys you'll see tonight probably played in the, in the game you last had here because they've been on mission since. Uh, just thoughts on BYU and playing here in the Marriott Center? Uh, it's definitely tough. I mean, they you you all have some of the greatest fans there are. I mean, you I, when we walked to we pulled up the bus. I told my assistant, I said, look, I said it's an hour and a half before the game. They're flooding in as if they're late, and uh, so it's definitely tough to play in this environment. In order for us to go out here and compete and have a chance to win, we have to make BYU do things that they're not accustomed to doing. Last time we were here, we played them a really good ball game. We were able to change it to our style of play, and that helped us tremendously. Um, You know, our aim is to try to do the same thing again. Coach Payne, great to have you here again. Uh, Best of luck tonight and uh, this season. All right, thank you. All right, that's the head coach of Mississippi Valley State, Andre Payne. Time for our You Breathe the Judge feature brought to you by You Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And tonight, it's another BYU basketball trivia question. Yoli Childs averaged 18 points and 17 rebounds in three BYU exhibition victories. He could be in store for a few double-doubles this season. Last year, Eric Mika had 17 double-doubles, but that is not the BYU single-season record. Who holds the BYU single-season record and with how many double-doubles? The answer coming up next as we get you set for BYU and Mississippi Valley State on the Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Provo, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oz will drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, to BYU and MVSU straight ahead. Time for the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mind. Tonight it's another BYU basketball trivia question. Yoli Childs may have a few double-doubles this year. Who holds the single-season record for BYU double-doubles and with how many? The answer, John Fairchild. Back in 1964-65, 22 double-doubles. There you go. Well, as a freshman, Zach Selyus, as we switch gears, started one game. It was the NIT quarterfinal game against Creighton when Kyle Collinsworth was really sick. Zach started. Other than that, he was a bench guy. He was a real good three-point threat in his freshman year, 50% the entire year long. Now he looks like a starter for Dave Rose. Started the other night, had 19 points against Colorado College, Mark. You need to have a shooter on the floor, especially with Nick out. And he also does a lot of good things. He's big. Can rebound, can play defense, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You like having him on the floor. All right, time for a final break. Our closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off Show is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Touch pass, Celius, three. Got it! Zach Celius makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. Junior High School Choir with our national anthem. Time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times. And the injury report has the same two guys on it. Braden Shaw 
is out short-term with an ankle injury, and Ryan Andrews out longer-term with some knee issues. Those are the injury notes. Well, Dave Rose kind of brought it up in our pregame uh, with me, uh, Mark. Uh, the top seven is pretty established right now for BYU. No Nick Emery. That's a big blow. But uh, the starting five, Haas, Bryant, Celius, Childs, Worthington, and then Dalton Nixon, first big off the bench. Joshua Hardnett, first guard off the bench. Those really are your top seven. Teams like Gonzaga have shown us you can go pretty far with the top seven. Now, there will be games when a Ryland Bergeson or a Kajon Brown makes some plays and helps BYU win games, but the top seven have to be your go-to guys, have to stay healthy, can't get a lot of foul trouble. There's a pretty a narrow margin of error at the top seven right now. I actually feel really good about that seven, Greg. My big concern is you got to have Yoli on the floor. My, my concern is foul trouble for him. It's going to happen in a handful of games, and can BYU overcome that? We'll see. Tip-off is coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.